0: Hey, everybody. I am Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. You are invited to join my mission to embrace and share the innovations transforming the AEC, MEP, and manufacturing industries. I am excited to welcome back our editor, Eric Daniel. Welcome, Eric. Uh, Thanks, Todd. It's great to be back on the show. Yeah, so my big question, How's it feel to be a a genuine podcast rock star? Rock star. Wow. I kind of get it.
1: It's it's really fun being on a podcast and kind of contributing to some of those useful conversations out there. Yeah, well, uh, I, I got a lot of good
0: feedback from the last time, so we're uh, I think we're gonna make this kind of a, a regular cadence here. Oh, but, yes, <laughs> you, uh, you you got the job here. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. So uh, for our, our listeners, I think the, the the plan every other week we're gonna be uh, alternating our our interview typical uh, bridging the gap show with some current events topics that the two of us will will sit down and kind of unpack together here so with that w- what do you got what current event? I don't know if there's anything really in the news going on right now, huh
1: you know I really had to dig for it I had to disable my keyword blocking Chrome extension and <laughs> everything like that to to really find something going on but <laughs> Um, I'll I'll start with a question. We're both working from home, and I'm at, I would imagine a lot of people are there or are transitioning to working remotely or working from home. Mm-hmm. What's uh What's one funny thing that came with your 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 work from home routine that you didn't expect? Oh, good
0: question. So I have three young kids: four, two, and a six-month-old. Uh, and the the four and the two-year-old will at random times. Like ninjas creep down the stairs, and all of a sudden, I just see their face appear around the corner. And most <laughs> of the calls that we do are on on video calls, so they they, they try to sneak in and see who's who's daddy talking to. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can get quite entertaining with how they are sneaking down the stairs. Do you think we'll get a podcast cameo? <laughs> uh, I'm sure my oldest would would absolutely. Love that would uh, have something super interesting to <laughs> to talk about, but um, yeah, maybe it depends on how long we are all in quarantine here. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, that's kind of the realm of what what my article was covering. So this is more this is a post from Wired. This is more of a a think piece. Uh-huh. We won't get too deep in the conspiracy theories and other thoughts like that but but that's where it guess, starts to get interesting it's true maybe you <laughs> never know you never know we could be the edgy um,
0: podcast then <laughs> bridging the conspiracies <laughs> we bridge all kind of gaps around here <laughs> um yeah th- this one's about
1: uh, the postal service and it's uh, looking at how the article title is super scary it says how The the Postal Service's Surprising Role in Surviving Doomsday. Um, Dun, dun, dun. You know what? Very. That was a very clickable title. Uh, The the gist is that there are, you know, there's all kinds of weird old laws out there. Like in Alabama, you can't have an ice cream cone in your back pocket or something silly like that. (laughs) Obviously, yeah. This one is saying that there are some older laws like Clinton era and before that could help leverage the postal system for uh, like distributing medical supplies. The the example in this article is using the postal system to distribute vaccines. So if Mm -hmm. there was a COVID vaccine to come out, Mm -hmm. um, the article said uh, the the US Postal Service is the only government agency with built-in staff with the ability to knock on everyone's doors in a community in a single day. Uh, Yeah, um, checks out. (laughs)
0: Things you don't have to think
1: about until you need to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like 600,000 people-ish that could knock on everybody's doors. How do you think people in the industry can can reach out of their, outside of their current role to help others?
0: So the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, I've been seeing all these different articles going around online on how distilleries actually are kind of redoing their operations and going into making hand sanitizer instead of distilling whatever product they, they normally distill. So I, I think thinking in terms of like that, of like, I have a particular operation going so far, whether it's a, a plant line manufacturing a specific product or whatever, how can I turn the manufacturing process? of whatever product and maybe make a ventilator or you, you think of like all these big hotels that are, are being built or have recently been built, maybe those are going to be the new hospitals. If, if we start really running out of space mm-hmm. and our, our our medical system gets totally overrun, um, that's a, an easier place to, to look to because you got all, the rooms already right there. And so it's, then it's just reconfiguring that hotel space into hospital ground. Um, so I I think there's definitely a whole lot of different creative options. People just have to start thinking along those lines and they don't naturally just pop into a lot of people's minds. You have to really sit down and, and and think through that.
1: So can we expect a bourbon scented uh, (laughs) hand sanitizer? Oh man, that
0: would be fantastic. I would be putting that on my hands all the time.
1: I have a, fun fact for you based on distilleries played on me my last name is daniel and my sixth great grandfather's great grandfather's brother is jack daniel
0: nice so free jack daniel all around (laughs) right
1: gallons of bourbon scented uh hand sanitizer nice i like it looking at you know, being helpful outside of your current area of expertise during this time. Mm -hmm. uh, If you could teach some kind of class or workshop right now to help people working remotely or at at home, what would it be?
0: Hmm. Good question. Make me go very introspective here. So the first thing that came into my mind was around video conferencing. I really enjoy video conferencing and I, I think you can make a lot of progress and feel connected while you're video conferencing. But it is something that a lot of people really drag their feet on and really hate. But I think that the in this current environment where everybody's feeling isolated and cut off from people, I think that the video conferencing becomes just a fantastic tool. And it takes a different kind of uh, meeting format and uh, cadence to really get good at, at, at video conferencing because the, the cues are a little bit different. The timing and pacing is a little bit different because you might have a slight delay or you know, it may not be super clear all the time. And so there's different little tricks of the trade and, and nuances to, to video conferencing that I think is gonna become just incredible. I wish I would have uh, put a whole lot of stock just in Zoom right before all of this because <laughs> they're doing fantastic. We should yes. be getting like so many more sponsors on this show now. We we got Jack Daniel and Zoom that we're giving <laughs> shout outs to.
1: <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, our our listeners can't see it right now, but Todd has a perfectly green screened out background and it looks like he's in the office. And we had uh, an all hands, uh, all company meeting this morning and our whole uh, executive team, it looked like they were all in the
0: same office. So Except it was the same background. So it was, everybody was sitting in the exact (laughs) same same spot.
1: (laughs) I didn't have much more on that article. It goes more into apocalyptic thrillers and Cold War era laws about the postal system that uh, I encourage everyone to read. I think we'll stick to it being an interesting thought for, as we're maybe seeing more people deliver stuff to our house, that um, some of those services could be leveraged in a different way for medical supplies.
0: Yeah, I, I, know, I think that's great. I, I'd love to hear what our listeners are, are doing that's kind of out of the box and something mm-hmm. different. Um, so get out on on LinkedIn and, and at Bridging the Gap Podcast. Tell us how you guys are, are thinking outside the box and, and what creative things you guys are doing and how you're, you're adjusting to this uh, new normal that we're all in. So I found an article in Architect Magazine by Wanda Liu entitled, How Architecture Firms Are Responding to COVID-19. And it was interesting because she, she sat down with some of the top AEC practitioners from across the country to gather their insights and to figure out the impact that COVID-19 is having on their firms, their operations, and, and their projects. Obviously, working remote is becoming the rule, not the exception. Uh, some people are implementing a buddy system on projects to make sure that hmm. the projects keep going forward. There's a huge need for clearer communications, and so the companies that maybe thought they had good communication or didn't think they had good communication—all that's coming to the surface right now. We've been quarantined, working from home for almost two weeks now. I think. What do you see as some of the the pros and cons? of working from home? One of my best friends,
1: he works at a bank in Alabama. He's allowed, you know, 20 minutes for lunch, one picture on his desk, no headphones, uh, no working from home. He just spent the weekend with his cousin who recently tested positive for COVID-19. And Uh so their, their company has kind of been forced to grapple with letting people work from home. It's a little different cause it's a, a bank, but I, I see some of those restrictions loosening a little bit. And I think like you said before, I think another pro is, you know, strengthening those like bringing some communication issues to the surface and then strengthening other lines and forms of communication, you know, face to face on a video or something like that. Negatives, I mean, it's, it's anything that comes along with change or any sudden change in needs for your company or anything like that, whether it's cost or, you know, infrastructure with people or resources. So I think those are familiar challenges that businesses will always face. And communication, I think is one of the most important things we can make sure we're solid on. So I think it's important.
0: How have you, uh, Learned, or are, are dealing with how to how to readjust to the the new and kind of uncertain routine. There's maybe more frequent
1: communication even than when we're just sitting in the office with people, uh-huh. and it's it's a lot more kind of text based uh, and and kind of voice and video chat based. So some of it is just is getting used to. Um, you know, not being able to, you know, read people's tones and emails or text messages as much and just mm-hmm. accepting that, you know, everybody would say that they're super busy and it's, it's really hectic right now. So it is, it's just learning to give a little bit of grace on everybody kind of figuring stuff out. For me personally, I've got a very walkable neighborhood. And so uh, as long as I'm my, keeping my social distance. Uh, <laughs> You're keeping your six feet away at all times. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to just be reminded that, you know, you're not just cooped up in one single chair all day. And it's just about, you know, remembering that it's a nice day outside or stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I I think it's interesting with adjusting to the new routine. I never knew how much of a routine lover I I was (laughs) until all this came about. And now I'm like, well, what do you mean I can't, I, you know, I was very, I was much more regimented in, in what I did. Wake up early. I went to the pool. I swam. I worked out mm. Then I went to the office. I would, had my routine there. I like to get up and, and move every hour, get away for a little bit and then come back. And then I have my podcast time on the the way home to, to listen to decompress so that I get to go into family time. Uh, and it was the same thing. I was okay with that. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, everything's just been totally thrown up. So I, I think adjusting to that. And then it's the uncertainty of, was this the new normal for two weeks? Is it the new normal for two months? Is it permanent? You know, like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's permanent. But there's, it would be easier if there was a set in three weeks time. This is when everything will, will kind of go back to, to normal. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's a, an interesting thing that a lot of people are, are really trying to figure out. And, and work through. My kids aren't in school yet, but my sisters, I have two older sisters and their kids are both in school. And so now they're, they're working full-time and figuring out how to homeschool their kids. And so yeah. it's, there's all these sorts of, uh, of challenges that are just adding to the stress level, which I think goes back to the communication aspect and makes that all the more just mission critical of over-communicating and not really getting your feelings hurt if you think the person's being kind of snippy back because like you said, you got to just extend that, that grace out to to people because everybody's kind of their, their stress cup is I'm sure pretty, pretty full.
1: It's just been incredibly cool to see how many
0: people, their
1: kind of first instinct was to jump on and help others. So mm-hmm. whether it's marketers saying I'm hosting a, a live happy hour and we're all just going to talk and process about what's going on or whether it's, you know, like at Applied Software, we, we had a, a class ready to go the day after an announcement was made by Autodesk. So I just think it's been incredible to see how everybody's first instinct is to, to help others.
0: Yeah, I think this is an interesting case in crisis and crisis in obviously the world. Uh, but in America, we're really good about coming together in times of crisis and catastrophe but this provides a little wrinkle because usually coming together means in person. So how right. do you come together when you can't be together? Uh, and So it's, it's thrown a, an, an interesting challenge at the American spirit, but I, I think people are so far rising to the occasion to figure out interesting and creative ways, thinking outside the box, like your article of how do we get that? without being able to do what we normally do in times of, of crisis uh so with people starting to work from home more and and that being the the main role what kind of impact do you think long term that has on a company's morale
1: you know i think for a lot of people that have already been working from home I, the the sentiment is you know i've been doing this for years I feel yeah, very- welcome to the
0: party <laughs> yeah Exactly. What are you guys complaining about?
1: <laughs> if you're going, looking at introverts and extroverts, you know, right now might be an introvert's dream and right now might be As an extrovert's nightmare. I'm speaking so, for a friend. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I think, I think it's actually in terms of morale, I think embracing some of those pieces of technology and, and embracing all of these changes that are coming your way is really
0: the way that morale is going to gonna stay up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So in this article, one of the things that they brought up was how in the AEC industry, so much of how to build trust with your clients has been done face to face. And so it's a a really interesting challenge for them right now on how do you change the mindset of really a, a whole industry and still continue to make progress on building trust because at, at this moment in time, that's just mission critical of how do you get people to, to trust you in, in this mm-hmm. environment and with so much uncertainty and angst going on around there. So curious on your thoughts on how, how do you go about that in a, in a virtual and digital world that we're living in right now?
1: For a lot of people, that is the question. You know, a lot of the value is going to shift to how can this help people work together and how can this make communication better?
0: So, my last question for you Do you absolutely need to be face to face to have quality collaboration?
1: I I think it helps add that personal aspect in that really builds trust. But I think with enough context on keeping in communication, I don't think
0: you necessarily need uh, face to face. I think video, while face to face is your best way to collaborate. Video is definitely second, in, and not having video is, I think you're you're kind of silly and shooting yourself in your foot mm-hmm. if you're really trying to build trust and get collaboration without video. I mean, that's that would be you just made your job a whole lot harder.
1: Yeah, if if you have video tools and you have the means to get as face-to-face as possible use it
0: cool well thank you so much again for joining us eric yeah great to be back on hopefully next time we do this we'll uh be able to be in the same room or you can join me in this virtual uh studio environment and you too can have a green screen background to make it look like you're uh you're in the studio that's true i haven't uploaded my uh Background
1: picture yet, but I've been enjoying using a digital virtual studio.
0: There you go. I like it. Very cool. Well, thank you to those listening. If you are interested in learning any more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. You want to say it without being snarky this time, Eric? Keep innovating. (laughs) I like it. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Please spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing with your friends and coworkers. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our other applied software podcast, the AEC Disruptors. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is produced by Alyssa Chartier and edited by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.